What's going on guys? Happy Tuesday. Sorry sports podcast here. Part two of our NFL preview. We went through the AFC this time. Same thing as the first one ranking teams one to four. Then we went awards. Then we picked our Super Bowl champs and we had a little fun with the worst teams in the NFL. So um, yeah, enjoy this one. We'll have another one for you on Thursday coming out. We're going to do a little bit more of our normal format and maybe make some picks for some NFL games. Um, follow us on Twitter at Sorry Sports, at Instagram, um, Sorry underscore Sports, and always check out the website and have a good night. Enjoy the pod. going on everybody welcome back to sorry to interrupt uh so today we are going to go into the afc with uh predictions and projections of the divisions and uh playoff picture and notable uh offseason awards as well so let's get ready for it tom how you doing sir what's going on man how was your labor day oh it was it was not laborious so it was nice <laughs> there you go there you go all right, so let's get started. We're also going to pick the Super Bowl at the end, obviously. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. We'll jump on into the AFC East. Um, the number one team, I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I'm just kidding on that one. I'm going to go with the New England Patriots. They own the AFC South. As Sean would say, AFC, AFC East. AFC East, sorry. They oh, it's the, well, they uh, own the AFC Patriots South too. <laughs> Invitational. Um, yeah, I mean... The, one of the biggest parts to this this dynasty is the fact that they have literally, aside from the year that the, the Miami Dolphins won when Tom Brady got hurt and the Miami Dolphins ran the Wildcat, they've, it's been a cakewalk through the division and they've just been able to win the division every single year. And I think that's about probably 50% of their success. Mm, yeah, right around 50% of their success, 25 Bill Belichick, 25 Tom Brady. What do you think? Yeah, you can also add a little bit there too to the mediocrity of the rest of the division. Because <laughs> well, I just said yeah, you know, the no, AFC, exa- exactly, the AFC East. Yeah, you know, that's that's fifty percent. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I I think that even in that year, by the way, that you that you alluded to, they finished eleven and five with Matt Castle, which is crazy that they didn't win that they didn't make the playoffs. But regardless, yeah, I mean, I think that. It is no bold move to predict the Patriots. They every year are there. And Minus 1,100 to win the division. That's <laughs> yeah, incredible. Yeah, and they will secure again and secure probably a first-round bye and a home playoff game. They have an improved defense least. this year. Offensive line, they did lose Solder, but I think they're going to recover from that. Um, improve their running game with Sony Michelle. They also got Rex Burkhead, James White. Um, offensive weapons, Julian Edelman's out, so they pretty much have Gronk and Chris Hogan, but I'm not worried about that. Belichick does a good job Edelman figuring out things. Edelman will be back after 4-2. Out- yep, yep. They lost Amendola, but you know what? The, the, here's the thing they about the Lost Amendola and Cooks, who yep. Cooks was so-so. Patriots will find somebody that we have never heard of, maybe two, and before you know it, they are putting up all their fantasy must-haves and they're putting up the numbers and Brady is making them do Brady everything. Brady spreads it around yeah, too, which is what makes them difficult in fantasy is you just never know. Right. You know, aside from Gronk, none of the Patriots are, I think Chris Hogan's going to be a top 10 wide receiver this year in fantasy if we're going to go fantasy. But I just think that's because due to the volume and due to Edelman being out. But aside from that, Tom Brady's better than anybody else in the league at spreading the ball around. And that leads me into my next point, which is Brady's health. At some point, I don't know when, the wheels are going to come off. You have if that's, to think so. If that's this year, there's going to be a new regime for a couple of years till Bill Belichick reloads unless he retires in the AFC East. But 
I don't think it's this year, and I think they're just going to roll and win it. They could win it with 10 wins, but they're going to probably win 11-12. Yeah, you know what? They win so many games just based off of the teams in their own division that we'll you know, get to next. But, dude, I mean... I'll tell you exactly what's going to happen. You know, they're going to get all they're going to get out of the gate and maybe lose a game or two that, you know, you look in the schedule and wonder how. Maybe one of those games is at home and they're going to do, you know, all the everybody's coming out and saying, "Oh my god, are they losing it? Is Brady losing it or or is Belichick losing it?" And, you know, then they're going to go on a run of, you know, 5 in a row or 6 out of 7 and then they will be playing their best as the regular season concludes like they always do they'll make sure they lock up a bye so they can get anybody that's hurt which generally is Gronkowski among some of the players and then you know Brady you can never never a bad thing if you give him an extra week make sure those games are in Foxborough and there you go it's exactly how it's going to be it's and and until something changes that is you know either a crazy injury to a Brady um or, you know, something we just totally don't see happening. Or they um, cheat again. Well, yeah. <laughs> but I think Deflake Late was total bullshit. I think there's a little bit more um, something there with Spygate, but I think Deflategate was f- absolute hose job by the NFL. Oh, of course it was. But um, no, they're they're number one. Yeah, but we don't need will... to say much more. I mean, <laughs> come on, they're the New England Patriots. They figured out a way to create four or five dynasties over the last decade to two decades. Um, and if number just twelve is playing, absolute anomaly. Win. Yes. Um, moving on to number two for me, I'm gonna go with. Let me sit up in my seat a little bit here. The New York Jets. Hey. Um, I think they have a a good defense to great defense. Uh, defensive line is very solid. Their secondary is going to be one of the best in the NFL. Offensively, I think Sam Darnold. I, I'm not saying the Jets are going to make the playoffs. I said that a little bit earlier. I was I was I'm excited, but <laughs> I, I I think that Sam Darnold is is a winner, and I think he's going to do a great job. I think Todd Bowles is going to take a step forward this year, and they have a decent running back core as well as wide receivers. I don't think they're going to be up there with the Steelers or anybody else, but between Robbie Anderson, Quinte Anunua, Terrell Pryor, hopefully he shows up this year, and Jermaine Curse. Those are some decent wide receivers, and then you have Isaiah Crowell and Bilal Powell and a few other guys um, out, out of the Christine Michael, out of the running back spot. I think they're going to be a decent team. The one thing that worries me, obviously, overall is the fact that they have one of the worst offensive lines in football, but Sam Darnold's a tough kid, and I think he's going to be able to take it, and I think he's going to win a few games. There's going to be hiccups, and those hiccups are going to turn into losses. I don't think they're going to be a good team by any means, but this division is so bad, I think they're going to be the second-best team. Well, you can stay seated up, too, because I'm going to agree with you. The, yes. Jets are, the Jets are my second team, and you know the, your last point was what I was going to have my first point. It's a product of a terrible division outside of the Patriots. I think the Jets are probably a six-win team. They were a five-win team last year. I'll tell you this about the Jets. Their defense is going to keep them in games just like it did last year because it's stout. I mean, the secondary is awesome. It's only going to get better, in my opinion. The they defensive- made a very good offense, uh, defensive acquisition at cornerback this year as well. They also have Claiborne on the other side, yeah, who, who played when well healthy last year. is yeah. good. That's a big when. Yep, their safeties when is that, good. Their safety safeties tandem are two, is two of the best safeties in the NFL. Yep, I like their defensive line a lot. Leonard Williams is a stud. Um, I thought if they could have gotten a Khalil Mack, that would elevate them even further. Oh, but Don't get me upset. You know, that's all good. No, but stay happy because Sam Darnold's going to be a very good quarterback in the league. We, if you, you know, Listening to us, we have both agreed that 
and I the love the fact a few that years. they're starting him. And I think that's a great sign for the organization because here's what I want to see from the Jets this year. If I'm a fan or if we're projecting them second, you're yet you Tannehill in Miami, whose time has to be going to an end. And you have another quarterback in the same division that was taken this year in the first round in Josh Allen by the bills. Yes. You want to show that your quarterback pick was the better one. Absolutely. Sam Darnold is a guy who at USC had some turnover problems, but I'll tell you how he had turnover problems. He wanted to make something out of nothing. That's coachable. That's very. That's something he's going to learn how to he's how to go down and take down. a sack. He's going to learn how to take checkdowns, throw the ball away. Yes. he's a good player. He's and he's going to get better. And I think if you can get something out of him, where yes, maybe he takes his lumps and loses games. Well, you know what. Josh McCown had that season last year. Yes. And he I had think, some games that he probably played better than people believe that he would, but he also was responsible for losing. I can remember that game in Miami where he threw that interception. And the talent his level body. is completely different from Josh McCown. I think he's going to be an incredible quarterback. I'm hoping he's going to be an incredible quarterback. I know I'm a little crazy because I'm a Jets fan, but the last point I want to make, because I don't think we're going to talk about this, because after this podcast we're going to start rolling into our Wednesday podcast with the NFL season, is the Teddy Bridgewater trade. Both sides of that, I think, won on that. The Saints get a very good safety blanket. You said it earlier in the other podcast, to bet like a falls s kind of a backup. They also get a future starter, possibly, in Teddy Bridgewater, who can get behind Sean Payton, and, and that's a great offensive mind right there. He's incredibly accurate, and it's amazing that he recovered from that leg injury where they almost wanted to amputate his leg before that, which is it's just crazy to believe that. And the Jets basically turn a six-round pick and a million dollars into a third-round pick for nothing. Yeah, and they needed those picks for what they gave up draft capital-wise to move up to three to get Darnold, Absolutely. which totally is worth it if Darnold pans out. Here's what you want to see from Darnold this year if you're a Jet fan. You want to see him be able to win a couple games. You want to see him take his lumps but bounce back and from that. And I want to see him get better you, throughout and, the and year. And the other thing, too, that you mentioned, with the, with a suspect offensive line, he has the mobility to make plays happen with his legs, you know, Throwing on the run, but also running from scrimmage. You know, he's not what you would define as a quick or fast quarterback, but he's sneaky, agile, and he can pick up some. And he can pick up some tough yards. Absolutely, I like he's Sam got Darnold a lot too. Don't Robbie Anderson is a burner down the field. Anunwa, if he can stay healthy over the middle, is one of the best guys over the middle. And Curse is just a very sure-handed wide receiver. And if you can get anything out of Terrell Pryor, I think the Jets are going to be a, a decent team and a lot better than they were last year. Although the wins won't reflect it, the Jets will be in my opinion at the at the ceiling a seven win team which i do think is doable because i think they'll win five or six but i think they'll be competitive in seven eight or nine which is what they were last year and that's what you want you just know that this time around if you're losing those games it's going to be with the future of your franchise behind center rather than a journeyman quarterback in mccown i i think that that's something that you're looking for yeah, why not? I mean, the rest of this division at three, I'm going to go my or uh, yeah, at three, I'm going to go Miami. Agree with you. Simply just because I don't think they're very good. Uh, but Nor I do, do I. but I do think that Tannehill is better than Josh Allen, and I think that they'll win a couple <laughs> of games simply because. And I of think that. they're better coached. I think. Tannehill, it's all about his health. I don't think he's going to be the quarterback there for much longer, and I think it'll be a lot more quicker of an exit if he gets hurt again. Decent quarterback, but he's not going to be a franchise quarterback. Terrible wide receivers. Devontae Parker has a broken finger. I don't know if he's going to start. Kenny Stills is decent. Who else do they have on the team? They lost Jarvis Landry. Running backs, Kenyon Drake, he's electric, but... 
Most of his plays that beefed up his stats were on long runs that I don't think he's going to have this year because their offensive line got a little bit more hurt, and they really didn't do anything to improve themselves on either side of the football. They're kind of just eh. Like, they're also, they lost Sue on defense, and I just don't think they're a very good team, period. No, I think they're a five-win team. There we go. And moving on to a team that I think might be we're, at the end of the podcast, we'll rank the four worst teams. I think they're definitely going to be in there, is the Buffalo Bills. They trade A.J. McCarron to the Raiders, who had a broken collarbone regardless, which was a questionable move. Josh Allen, I don't think, is anywhere near ready to start as a quarterback. He's shown flashes of, you know, getting a cannon arm. The guy makes terrible decisions, and I don't mean, you know, throwing an interception here or there where he should have thrown the ball away or taken a sack, but he doesn't take that second read. He zeroes in on wide receivers, which in the NFL, a safety is going to read that and pick the ball off, or, or, or a linebacker on a play in the flat. They're going to read that, and that's going to be a pick six. They they don't have a good defense. They don't have many weapons Let's at just all. Call it how it is. They don't have a good anything. They <laughs> cut Corey Coleman, and then most importantly, Shady McCoy is a year older, and he's also might be facing a suspension. So this team is just bad. Oh, this I think team, they're going to be one sucks. of the four. I, I think they're going to be a two to three win team. Yeah, they they really are not good. And they made the playoffs last year with Tyrod Taylor, who is a very good serviceable I don't under, quarterback. That's another move, dude. I mean, I don't understand. I know Tyrod Taylor is not your. Aaron Rodgers, and he's not going to be. But he's a guy that can he win you games. games. He can win games with his they, arm. He can win them with his legs. Him. You know, it, it was the same thing with Cousins in Washington. You just scratch your head and you wonder why. But you know what? This team's in a full rebuild mode, and they're going to continue Listen, to be for the next four to five years. Josh Allen was a guy that they had to draft. I didn't like – I don't like him as a prospect, but eventually you're going to – some of these first-round picks that, you, that you're turning – that are quarterbacks, one of them has to pan out, you know, for the Jets. Like how many times can you pick one before it doesn't work – or before it works, rather – I mean, he has the measurables and, and intangibles to be great, but, you know, the question out of him was with Wyoming was his accuracy is a big issue, and in the preseason, you've seen that. And the argument against that was it wasn't just his accuracy. There was a lot of NFL talent his junior season on Wyoming for them that went on to the NFL, and he didn't have too many weapons his senior year. But it's a carryover to the, to the preseason. He just did not look great. He did not look ready. They just don't have any other options. What are they going to do? Run Nathaniel Peterman out there? That, actually, terrible? I saw on Bleacher Report that they're having they're, – it's going to – that they're – it's still down to the wire of who they're picking. Well, this is why they're a three-win team. So yeah, let's wrap bad. up the AFC East. We're going number one, Pats, obviously. Number two, an improved Jets team that hopefully can show some fire and some fight. Um, and some improvements. And then the Dolphins, number three, they're kind of a mediocre to bad team. And then the Bills are going to be, at number four, one of the worst teams in the NFL. Agreed. Jets probably win you six games. Bills or uh, Dolphins maybe win you five, and the Bills maybe win you three. All right, moving on to the AFC North. At number one, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, sir. I think it's going to be a pretty big year for the Pittsburgh Steelers, at least in the regular season. I think Big Ben's going to have a much better year. Supposedly, he came back in shape and engaged. He's not talking about retiring or any of that bullshit like he did last year. Um, They really, they have a solid coaching core. Um, Mike Tomlin, you know, they've only had so many coaches over over their history, and I think Tomlin's a very good coach. Doesn't have great control of the locker room, but there's a lot of veterans there. They got rid of a guy like Martavis Bryant, who wasn't, you know, a very good locker room guy. Um, 
Offense, 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 all over the board. They're going to run Le'Veon Bell into the ground in a contract year, refusing to sign him. Um, they, they obviously, Antonio Brown, Juju Schuster, they took another wide receiver in the third round that's supposed to be electric. One of the best teams in the NFL at plucking these guys in the second, third, through fifth round and just turn them into absolute studs, Antonio Brown being one of them, who's probably the best wide receiver of the last four or five years. And then I think their defense is going to be serviceable. They always have a good pass defense, terrible run defense. Maybe it'll be a little bit better this year. Um, losing Shazier for half of last year and this year is really tough. You know, a lot tougher to see for him personally. It just kind of shows you how tough, how hard of a game football is. I mean, it's great to see the guy up and walking again. But I think this team has enough talent, especially with a more poised Big Ben, it seems, this year and a more in shape for his standards, Big Ben, I think this team is going to be the number one team in this league. I do too, because also, I mean, for all the reasons you spoke to, I mean, they just have the most talent of any team in this division. And offensively, they're a fantasy player's dream. I mean, they, they're they going to put up points just like they have the last few years with everybody. I mean, having Le'Veon Bell, as you said, they're going to run into the ground in a contract year. Well, he wants a big contract somewhere else. Might so not get one, producing. but he's, he's producing. And they have and a very ready. good backup running back if Le'Veon Bell were to get hurt and James Conner as well yeah. at Pittsburgh. Um, so I just think, you know, you don't really need to say much. The team's just more talented than everybody else in the division. Yep, 100%. And you do, you know, you don't know how that's going to manifest once they get into the postseason. I mean, they gave up a lot of points to a, you know, a pretty mediocre offensive team in the Jaguars. But I, I just look up and down that division and I say, uh, who else is really going to challenge them? And I, yeah, they're, they're the number one team in the, and they're going to win the North again. All right. So moving on to our number two team in the AFC North, I have the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I think Flacco is playing for his life out here. It says RG3 is listed as the number two quarterback on the death chart. I don't believe that for a second. I think Lamar Jackson is a lot better of a quarterback than everybody gives him credit for. And I think he can do a lot of things that not too many players in the league can do. I think Flacco is going to have a lot better of a year. Uh, they made some wide receiver improvements. You know, Steve Smith retired. Um, but aside from that, they got Michael Crabtree coming in there, who's a good possession wide receiver. And John Brown, who two years ago, three years ago, I'm sorry, in 2015 was a burner for the Cardinals. Been hurt recently, had a couple illnesses, but supposedly he's healthy this year. I think he can be a great addition. They have a really good running back and Alex Collins and a good change-up kind of running back that's going to catch the ball out of the backfield. Um, kind of Theo Riddick, Rex Burkhead, that kind of running back in um, Allen. And I just think that they always have a good defense. And I think Harbaugh is kind of, I don't want to say he's falling out of favor, but he's got to have a good, a decent year this year. Yeah, man, I'm right there with you. I'm going Baltimore too. I mean, they, I think Flacco is going to have a good year because I think he knows that his career in Baltimore is on the line now. I mean, they have, regardless of who's number two at the current point, you know, they drafted Lamar Jackson with the hope that he's going to be the heir apparent to Flacco. And, and it could be sooner rather than later. I mean, the Ravens have just reeked of underperforming the last few years because yep. you look at their roster and it's not bad. I mean, they, they may, lack in, they may lack in certain skill, skill positions, positions for yes. sure. But, you know, fundamentally on both lines, they're always pretty solid. Special teams, always special the teams best. is great with Tucker kicking them yeah, field they goals. Always are, you know, Harbaugh was a special teams coach earlier in his career. They're always probably the best team 
all around on special teams. Yeah, and I but, think that you yeah, know they're the, mediocre. The last few years, Cincinnati has been better. So you know they've had aside some battles. From last year, they were yeah, terrible. aside from last year. So I, I think Baltimore has that point now. Where it's like you know what. They gotta be a playoff team. Outside of the division leaders, I don't know who really is dominant. So I think that they gotta grab a playoff spot. I think they gotta finish ten and six, nine and seven, and and get at least a playoff game. Flacco, I think, is gonna have a bigger year. He needs to personally for the team. Uh, they just seem like they're a team that underachieves, and and it's time for them to pick up. And even if it's you know a nine and seven year, and they can get hot at the right time, like they did back in two thousand twelve. Um, you know, maybe that maybe that takes place. But yeah, I, I think when you're looking up and down the division, are they as good as Pittsburgh? No. Would it surprise me because they've had so many battles over the years if they could, you know, upset the Steelers a little bit? It wouldn't surprise me either. But I think if we're just going to pick them on down the line, they don't have the talent that the Steelers do. Um, so that's why num- they're number two for me. All right. So moving on to number three, I have the Cincinnati Bengals. Um I think that they have some good weapons on offense. The running back in his second year, um, I think he's going to have a big-time year. Year two, um, A.J. Green, and then they have Ross and a few other weapons at wide receiver. This comes down to the defense who lost a few guys and the quarterback to me, as well as the coach. I mean, listen, Marvin Lewis... And the coach that we're going to talk about after this, they're like weathermen, man. They can be wrong 85% of the time and somehow still keep their job. The guy is, I think, the second longest tenured coach in the NFL behind Bill Belichick. And he doesn't have shit to show for it. I'm going to tell you right now, it's a disgrace that he's still the head coach. Because that, if you want to talk about, you know, horribly run organizations... They are set up to be mediocre simply because of their decision-making process. Absolutely, and their quarterback is the definition of mediocre. Yeah, I mean, the only reason they're three is because they play in the same division as the Browns. But to me, is you know, they're a mediocre team. Even the years that they were making the postseason, you know, losing to Houston or or you know, you know, losing to Pittsburgh, and you know, winning the even when they won the division or an eleven and five team or a ten and six team. They don't do anything that impresses you, you know, and and they have the talent that they should be better. I mean, especially over the last few years, with the exception of last year, they've really had talent up and down the defense and talent up along the offense. I mean, you have AJ Green for God's sakes, and Dalton has the ability. We've seen it in short, small sample sizes of stringing together a couple of real games where he looks like a top ten quarterback in the or league. Or he can turn around and put the Buffalo Bills, who haven't made the playoffs in twenty five years, into the playoffs, and maybe he. They should trade him there. Standing ovation for him. Yeah, I mean, he would be better than anybody the Bills have had in forever. True. But yeah, I, yeah, I mean, to me, is they're the third because they're not the Ravens. They're, but not, they're also not. But the they're Browns. not the Browns. Who is fourth? People so, are drinking this Kool Aid. I'm I don't not. That they bullshit. have won one game in two years. I'm sorry. I don't and care RG3 what the three won that game. Yeah, I don't care what Hard Knocks is saying. I don't care what people are saying. I don't care what flashy moves they made. To me, you've won one plus. You have won one game in the regular season in two exactly. years. Exactly. Not if nope. you have. Uh, so moving on to this pick, if you have watched the Hard Knocks, because I've watched every single episode, I'm a journalist. You know, I got to do my research. <laughs> so, I mean, I have watched Is that a it. knock against me then? <laughs> I have watched it. Hugh Jackson, supposedly he's a good quarterbacks coach. Maybe he should go back to doing that. Is not a very good head coach. The second episode of the season, he had to establish that he was, I'm the head honcho here, all this bullshit. If you're running a company, even if it's a one-man company, 
everybody knows you're the boss. You don't have to be a dick about it. Not to mention the fact that he's won one game over the two years. Thank you. I don't give a fuck that they're three and zero in their pre or four and zero in their preseason or whatever. They were last year too, and they went zero and sixteen. I understand they made improvements offensively and defensively, but they have flashy players. Jarvis Landry and Josh Gordon coming back are good additions, and I think Tyrod Taylor was a great quarterback to mentor Baker Mayfield. If they had a better head coach and a better supporting cast, offensive line, defensive line-wise. Yeah, I mean... And if they weren't the Browns. Hugh Jackson probably has to do that because, you know, it's hard to command respect of a team when you've won one game in two years and still have a job. And, And I understand that that is... I mean, you want to talk? I mean, you have the Bengals and the Browns in the same division. I mean, those are two of the most poorly run organizations, not just in the NFL, but in all professional sports. And I know the Bra- the Bengals have had more success, but you know, before they had Dalton, they were the Browns. They were never winning. I mean, yeah. So what do the Browns maybe do? It's hard to win one game a year, no matter how bad you are. So maybe they win three, maybe four. I mean, but they are going to improve this they're year. Improve. I mean, but you can't. So again, do worse than no, last year. No, you can't. Well, actually. No, you can't. They lost. Yeah, they, yeah, they lost every games. game. Yeah, I was trying to remember if it was last year or the year before that they won one. Hard to believe that we're arguing over a year that they won a game or they yeah, didn't win it's any. It's very but, sad. Yeah, I mean, listen, could they be a four-five win team? Yes, but people are picking this team to win the division. I can't Can you believe, believe it. No, because people want to drink the Kool Aid and they hear the names and they see Baker play well in some preseason games and against and Tyrod, the twos, nonetheless. Exactly, and I think Tyrod Taylor is a good quarterback. We just spoke to why did Buffalo not retain? him because even if he's not of the elites he's the next level and he can at least is capable of bringing you to the postseason like he did last year so I I mean he he might have some numbers but this guy's got to show Hugh Jackson that is that he can win more than a couple games because when he was the head coach out in Oakland they sucked too so eventually yeah is it the organization do you not have a lot of talent of course but I've Last year, the Jets were projected to win one game, and they won five and could have won like seven. And that, is, to me, is a testament of Todd Bowles. You know, this team is probably not much different than the Jet team last year going into the season that won five games. You've got to do something because, you know, the Bengals are not a juggernaut. We just picked them third because they're not the Browns. Who knows what the Ravens are, you know, but they could this win a game. This is the Steelers division. This is the Steelers, lose. but they should win a game in their own in their own division. I think fantasy-wise, I think Jarvis Landry is going to have a really good year as well as Carlos Hyde as long as he stays healthy. I think Chubb's going to emerge in the end. And I think that Josh Gordon's going to be really good. I think regular football-wise, Garrett's going to have a chance to you know show off, and and he's going to be you know jump into that star to maybe superstar level. But I just think all around as a team, when you're looking at them and you're saying how many wins are they going to have, four wins sticks in my head. Yep, they seem to me where yeah they got four wins. So if we're going to go down the line, we're going to go Pittsburgh. I could see them winning eleven to twelve games. Um, two Ravens. Two Ravens. I could see them winning nine to ten. Three Bengals. Yep, probably five to six. And four, the Cleveland, the much improved, believe it or not. <laughs> three or four. Cleveland Browns. Hey, if you can win two or three more games than you did last year to any other team, you would say, hey, maybe that's a playoff. Here, you're still going to finish with one of the hey, worst records. maybe you have two or three wins. Um, all right, <laughs> so moving on to the AFC South, another interesting division. Um, so I'll go ahead and go with my number one. I'm going to go with the Houston Texans. 
Damn it. I'm <laughs> doing the same thing. I thought yes. I was going to get you on that. No, I think, you know, very bad offensive line just to start, but I think Bill O'Brien's a good head coach. That defense, man, that defense is a good – I think if J.J. Watt can even be 75% of what he was before he got hurt, along with Jadavion Clowney and a few other players, they are going to be a very good team. And I know that Deshaun Watson's coming off that ACL, but he injured it earlier in the season. And I think with those offensive weapons being DeAndre Hopkins, Lamar Miller, Will Fuller, a few other guys, I think that Deshaun Watson's going to be a big-time player this year, and he's going to surprise a lot of people as he did last year. I think this team's going to be the best team in a – I don't know if it's weak. I don't know if it's a strong division. I I don't know. I don't think it's either. I think it's a division where a lot of the teams there's just not a huge amount of separation between them. And I, I you know they could all be nine win teams. They could all be seven win teams. I don't know. But I will say this: Deshaun Watson's one of my favorite players in the NFL. I think what what he did last year on that team just to show the difference between him and you know, whoever else junkyard quarterback that they were throwing out there, Tom Savages of the world. I mean, he can do everything on the field. He's a lot like a Brock Russell Osweiler. Wilson type. Oh, God. Um, I forgot about him. I forgot when he even existed. Blind. Yeah, amazing what you can do when you play okay on a team that wins the Super Bowl. But neither here nor there, Deshaun Watson is a hell of a player. And he is going to come back. I don't doubt him for a minute. And... You know, he is the best quarterback, I think, when healthy, and that counts, Andrew Luck, in that division because okay, of what he okay. can because of what he can do with his legs as well. I like the talent he has around him, which I think adds to him being the best quarterback in the division of who he has the, to throw the ball to. I liked everything I saw from him last year. If he didn't get hurt, I think the Texans would have had something to say about the Jaguars going on that run. The Jaguars were the beneficiary of one of the worst divisions that you're going to find. Yeah, absolutely. So moving on to number two, or my number two, I have the Tennessee Titans at number two. Hey. What about you? I'm going Jacksonville at two. Okay. All right. Well, I'll tell you why I think the Tennessee Titans are going to do a lot better. I think Mike Vrabel is going to be a very, very good head coach. I know Belichick assistants don't have great success, but I think Vrabel is kind of an anomaly. I think he's going to be a really good head coach. I think they have a good to a very good defense, and they have a very good defensive coordinator on that team. They have good offensive weapons. I think Corey Davis is going to have a breakout year this season. Didn't do great last year, but he was also banged up. Rashad Matthews on the other side is a decent player. Delaney Walker, great safety net for Mariota to have at tight end. Not to mention he's got Derrick Henry, who I know you know well of as an absolute monster between the tackles. And then Deion Lewis, who was underutilized in New England, who I think was one of the best Patriots on their Super Bowl run last year. It's going to get, they're going to open up the playbook for him this year, and you're going to see a lot more of him. And I think Mariota last year was injured, and he had a mediocre season. I think he's going to have a much better season this year, and he's going to bring himself up a tier as a quarterback. Yeah, I like Mariota, and I like the Titans for every reason that you just spoke to, but... I do think that the Jaguars, simply due to their defense and their running game, is that they will win. They'll win games enough to be the second best team in that division. Okay. I, I mean, it's hard not to. I mean, I know they went to the AFC Championship, and whether you want to call it fool's gold or not, I'm not picking them to go nearly as far this year. But I do think that they're the second best team in that division. I think they're going to feast on a couple of inferior competition. I like the Titans. I like the fact that they were a playoff team last year. I like the fact they won a playoff game last year um, in Kansas City, no less. I know you know Andy Reid's play off career speaks for itself but that's a tough environment to go into and Mariota played well and they were compromised too with some injuries I like the Titans I I do think that they're a good team that's why I'm picking them third 
But I, Jacksonville's defense is ridiculous. I mean, they won a playoff game 9-6 last year, but they were also able to score against uh, Pittsburgh. I think it's it's really up to how far will Blake Bortles take them. I don't think he's not he's he's nothing that that question is got to laugh because I don't think it's very far. But I do think the rest of that team is good enough yes. where they can where they can win. I think anywhere between eight and ten games. All right, so here's why I don't think the Jaguars are going to repeat as the number one team, and I don't think they're going to go anywhere near. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year. Their defense last year was incredible, and I think their defense is going to be incredible this year. Jalen Ramsey, AJ Boye, that defensive line is great too. They had two players miss games last year. And why I say games, they missed a game apiece on that defense. No one's going to be that healthy this year. There's no way they get that lucky with health again, okay? Not to mention last year you had Marquise Lee and Alan Hearns on offense for um, for Bortles, okay? Alan Hearns is on the Cowboys now, and Marquise Lee just tore his ACL, and he's out for the rest of the year. His best wide receiver is Cole. Second best wide receiver is D.D. Westbrook. As late-round fantasy ads, I think that's a good idea. But as wide receivers on a real football team, I don't think that's a good idea. Leonard Fournette ran out of gas at the end of the year last year. Is he going to be better this year? I think so. But I think you're going to have to rely a little bit more on Blake Bortles this year as they stack the box on you, and I just don't think he's going to be great. So the two reasons why I don't think they're going to repeat is because, okay, three reasons. This division is improved. I think this defense is not going to stay nearly as healthy. It's almost physically impossible to to have that healthy of a defense. And I don't think, the, believe it or not, as they did not have great offensive weapons last year aside from Fournette, they're even worse this year. Hey, they, I mean, he lost Allen Robinson last year to a torn ACL. He's on the Bears this year. But... Even it's the, def- the the offensive weapons are even worse. Hey, listen, man, I I don't think that they're gonna win because of their offense. I mean, I, I didn't think the reason they won last year was because of their offense. Other than By that no game means. in Pittsburgh, I just don't think that defense that is was be you as know good. the best game Blake Bortles is ever gonna play in his life. But I do think that they're good enough to win you. Like I said, anywhere between you know eight and ten games. I I I, I like the fact that just their defense alone. I know you question their health. But I can't go into a season predicting injuries. I I, I know I'm that when healthy, the they're here. no, of course. But that you know, was the if I'm looking defense. In if a I'm really just long looking time. at that defense, I think they're very good. And don't forget about T.J. Yeldon as that you know change of pace back with Fournette. He's great in 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 the flat, and he and he is you know known for taking a lot of pressure off of an offensive line and off of a Blake Bortles. So. Yeah, I mean, I think that they could win anywhere 8-10, to 10, but I don't think they're winning this division, and I don't think that they're, they're going to see the, the success. Yeah, I mean, I'm. we'll get there later, but yeah. I, I definitely could see why the Titans. I, I struggled with that myself, but, you know, the Titans are there. I mean, I love Mariota. So, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go off of last year just a little bit. And okay, I'm pick I respect the Jags that too. All right, number four, I'm gonna go Indianapolis Colts. Aside from Andrew Luck, I really they beefed up their offensive line a little bit, but I don't think they have that many weapons. Andrew Luck has played like three games, four games in the past two years, and it's a will see kind of thing. I think if Andrew Luck, you know, if you tell me that they finish second, I wouldn't. I don't think they're gonna finish first. But if you tell me they finish second and Andrew Luck had an MVP type year, that's what it would take to get them second. Absolutely. I. I. You know, aside from T. T. Y. Hilton, you know, they got Marlon Mack as running back. He's a little bit hurt. They got. Um, they got. Doyle at tight end. Sorry, his name. His name slipped me there for a second. Their defense is not good. Don't really know about their head coaching. They got one of the craziest owners in all of the sports. Again, you know, ownership, top-down kind of thing there. I just think aside from Andrew Luck having an all-time year, which coming off a shoulder injury, I mean, I don't know. 
I don't think that they're going to do much of anything this year. You know year. those teams that that bottom out and have to pick in the top three, and you look at, wow, like everything that did go wrong, could go wrong, did go wrong, like the Cowboys a few years ago, and, and I think, you know, to the Giants last year. That's what you're feeling? No, I don't think this is one of those teams. I think they're bad. I think that they were at. I think they were just as bad because Andrew Luck couldn't bail them out with a couple of wins. But around him, there's really nothing to be excited about. If if you're a Colts fan, I mean, I think Quentin Nelson at pick at three was gonna or at uh, at six rather was big because you know he's gonna protect Luck who desperately needs to be protected. And I think that's a guy you're gonna insert onto your offensive line who's gonna be who's gonna be a a a, a stalemate there for the next you know, 10 years, but I don't know what else they're going to possibly have. They can't, they don't have guys that are really threats offensively. Can luck make plays? Of course he can, if he's healthy, but I don't know how healthy he's going to be. The defense sucks. And I think it's an improved division. If this was, you know, a couple years ago when the Texans didn't have a quarterback and the Jaguars hadn't had the success that they had last year, or maybe even Mariota's not a Titan, or he never progressed to the way people thought he would, yeah, maybe you could make a case. I don't think it's going to be an eight and eight champ, you know, division winner. I don't think it's going to be a nine and seven division winner. And because of that, the Colts don't have a chance. Um, to me, they're another one of those really bad teams, especially if Luck can't prove that he's healthy. But even with him healthy, I think that's a four-win four team, man. I really do. I, I think you're going, you know, Houston could win anywhere between 11 and, and 12. I think you're looking at Jacksonville 8 to 10. I think you're looking at Tennessee, you know, maybe 7 and 9. And and, and I I don't think that if the Colts somehow win more than four games, I would, I would personally be surprised. Yeah, I mean, this team goes as Andrew Luck goes. It's a it's a super quarterback-driven team, and that's not a good thing when you have a guy that hasn't played much in the last Especially because even when he was playing, I mean, look how many games he had to score 45 for them to win. I mean, that defense can't stop anybody. All right, so moving – oh, we're going to rank them. So we got the ja- – I have Houston 1, Titans 2, Jags 3, and Indy 4. Yep, and I'm going Houston, Jacksonville, Tennessee – who I think those two are kind of close, and then um, and then obviously the Colts fourth. All right, so moving on to another uh, pretty interesting division, in my opinion, the AFC West. Uh, my number one team is the Los Angeles Chargers. I am incredibly high on this team. Um, I guess I'm drinking the Kool-Aid because a lot of people are picking this team, but they have incredible weapons everywhere, not to mention they just brought back Antonio Gates. They today. were a kicker away from the playoffs last year. Absolutely. I mean, so... They have a solid QB, Phillip Rivers, always good. Turnover machine, I understand that. Zeroes in on Keenan Allen and other targets, you know, so-and-so, whatever. I think he's going to spread the ball around, go back to the LT days when he was really doing well. Um, He's poised, he's a veteran, and I think that he's going to do a really good job leading them this year. Great defense between their linebacker, Ingram, is yeah, his name? Yep. and Joey Bosa. Um, They have really good corners out there, good safety. Um, and I think the offensive weapons are just off the charts. Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler, a great one-two punch at running back. Melvin Gordon, one of the top running backs in the league. And then the wide receiver core is just incredible. I know they lost Hunter Henry at tight end, but you have Antonio Gates coming back. You got you got Keenan Allen, who's you know the solid, going to be a top wide receiver in fantasy this year. Mike Williams is a fantasy sleeper this year. Then you got Tyrell Williams, and uh, and you got a burner and Travis Benjamin. I just think this team is stacked top to bottom. I think Mike Williams is going to be a guy by you know mid-season who has to be had by every fantasy owner because he was the guy out of Clemson who you know 
he was a first. I mean, he was really as far as a skill position player. He's really a top five pick just based off of his talents. He is so big. He's so long. He's so quick. We haven't really gotten a chance to see him healthy for a long time. He but had with, that disc thing last yeah, year with his back, but he's been saying in even the news at, and it's even been at fine. Clemson, you know, prior to when they beat Alabama the second go around, you know, his injuries cost them probably that first championship uh, against Alabama, and Rivers is going to find him because Rivers does, you know, he likes to gamble and he likes to gunsling and to have a guy of that size as a target to go along with the safety net of a Keenan Allen. And of course, Antonio Gates, another ageless wonder out there. The defense is ready. I think somehow Joey Bosa is going to be even better this year than he was last year, which is hard to do after the campaign that he had, but he's a monster. He's going to wreak some havoc. I like the Chargers a lot, and I think that, you know, they really were a kicker away last year. I mean, they were one of those teams that started off 0-4, and and they should have been a playoff team. 0-4 bowl, and they won that game. Yeah, they beat the Giants, uh, and then, you know, from there on, they they basically went, went nuts, and Rivers played at a very high level like he seemingly always does. But yeah, they're a team that in a, a, there's a lot of doubt across that division. I think they're the safest team to to go with because they've got the quarterback, they've got the defense, and they've got the offensive weapons where they can bail out maybe a tough performance uh, from Rivers if he has one. So, yeah, I, I'm with you, man. I was looking forward to seeing where you were going to go with that division, but yeah, the L.A. Chargers for sure. All right, moving on to number two for me, I have the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I think Mahomes is going to be up and down this year, but Andy Reid is one of the best at, you know, not clock management, not playoff coaching, but at developing quarterbacks. I think he's going to really do a good job of Mahomes. Different type of quarterback than Alex Smith. Definitely has the mobility of Alex Smith, but he's got a cannon for an arm. Not going to be a good game manager like Smith. Not going to make the perfect throw every single time like Smith, but he has the perfect type of offense built around him. Great running back in Kareem Hunt. Top three tight end in Travis Kelsey. An absolute deep threat. One of the best deep threats in the league in Tyreek Hill. And then they went out and got a deep threat on the other side in Sammy Watkins, where if he can stay healthy, you know, he might be he might be something to look for on the other side as a deep ball. And they have a really good defense that it gets a lot better when Eric Berry is out there and he's back out there again this year. Yeah, I, I this is getting boring, man. I was I thought we were gonna have some battles here. No, you're you're hundred percent right. I like the Chiefs and I know you know, playoff Andy Reid seems to come up short a lot. Um, how they lost to the to the we're Titans just last year was tough, but we're just though, talking man. regular season, bro. And that's that's exactly the thing. I think they're going to win games because they're going to score a lot of points. They love Mahomes. They wanted him really badly, which is why they traded up to get him. They showed Alex Smith the door because Alex Smith is relatively limited. You know, he's going to win you some games. He's going to put up performances like he did against the Patriots last year in that opening week game. Um, but, you know, he can only take you so far. And I think what they see with a guy like Mahomes is he might take that next level. And he's going to have some growing pains, I think, which every young quarterback seemingly does in the NFL. But I think the offensive talents he has around him are going to bail him out a lot. The defense is loaded, especially with Eric Berry coming back and anchoring that defense. The special teams, like they always seem to find, you know, they're going to, they're going to, I wouldn't be surprised if they run a few back this year. Um, Travis Kelsey is an animal matchup nightmare from the tight end position. I tell you, if you want to make a young quarterback feel a little better, have have Travis Travis Kelsey running out there. So, to have the skills positions that he has, 
Yeah, I, I probably, I think they're probably the second best team because they're going to score a fuck ton of points like they seemingly always do with Andy Reid out there. Absolutely. So moving on to our number three, my number three team, I think we might be in lockstep here, but I don't know. I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, so the first thing I'm going to say is I don't know about Case Keenum. Let's turn back the clock a year ago and let's pretend this happened a year ago following this season with the Rams. So Case Keenum gets picked up by the Broncos. Are we excited? Uh, no. No, we're not at but all. But I will tell you this. He had a good year with the Minnesota Vikings, but I just... yeah. I Let think me that, jump in here real quick. All right. All right. I would be excited because I know what else they've had. And because of that, Case Keenum looks all that more appealing, even if he didn't have the year he had last year in Minnesota. I think that they should, they should have been in on the Bridgewater sweepstakes because this could go downhill really fast. They just released Paxton Lynch. Who is their backup quarterback? Yeah, that's a good question <laughs> because they traded that uh, that seventh rounder from Northwestern. Simeon. Yeah, he's in Minnesota now. Um, he has decent weapons. They got a guy in um, Freeman um, to run the ball. They have uh, they have decent weapons. Demarius Thomas. They also have um, Emmanuel Sanders, who's still good in his old age. And the defense, I think, is going to be pretty good. I think the defense is going to be just as good as it as it was on that on that championship. Even team. with the loss of Talib. Yeah, because you know why is with drafting Chubb. Bradley Chubb. Wow, I mean Bradley and Chubb Miller is a difference maker, and I think that's going to help Von Miller get back. Not that he's played poorly over the last few years because he hasn't. But you know how those pass rushers are, you know, like maybe you have one or two years where you're not the best and people think you're going downhill and then they, they give you another compliment on that line and out of nowhere. I mean, think for those years at Strahan with the Giants looked like he might have been done and then they give him OCU Manura and Justin Tuck and he turns back the clock. I think you could see something similar to that. I mean, that's a team that builds around its defense. When they're great, it's because their defense is great and their quarterback needs to do just enough. And that's why I think Case Keenum will be fine out there. Do I think he's going to have numbers anywhere close to what he did in Minnesota? I do not. But I do think that he's going to be better than anybody else that they've had out there over the last few years. Simeon and Lynch and whatever other, and Osweiler. I mean, those are some horrific names that even a great defense can't make up for if you can't score any points. I think Keenum will score some points. Um because even prior to last year, I mean, he has shown signs before of having big games. And you just need a couple of those if that defense plays at the level like I think they will. So because of that, I'm putting them three. All right. So the number four team, and we usually don't take notes on this podcast, but I did for this one. I just wrote the Raiders, and then I wrote, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> That's all I wrote. That's a fair question. I think Amari Cooper is going to have a great year if we're talking fantasy-wise as well as Derek Carr. Aside from that, I mean, the Khalil Mack thing still makes me scratch my head. I know they got a little bit of a haul for him, but still, you said it earlier. You can't really put a value on that position on what he does for that for that team. No, you can't. I mean, they they just released Martavis Bryant because he's pending a suspension. They just traded for um, A.J. McCarron. Who's hurt. They got Christian Hackenberg and then literally just told him to turn around on the ride over there after watching a little tape on him, maybe. They got Marshawn Lynch and Doug Martin at running back. I mean, a Aside from Omari Cooper, I guess they went out and got an aging Jordy Nelson. That would have been a perfect running back tandem in 2013. Yeah, it would have. Not in 18. <laughs> I agree with you. And then they went out and got an aging Jordy Nelson. I mean, I, I'm, I really don't know. 
I don't know about Derek Carr's health, and not to mention before you go on, yes. John Gruden has done nothing but trash his own front office since starting this job. <laughs> I know. Saying Isn't that they've funny? had terrible drafts from 2014 on or something like Which that. Which he's not wrong about, but it's it's kind of crazy. I mean, Amari Cooper is a stud. I mean, he – but, you know, Carr has – A lot of drops. Has, a lot yeah, of drops. And, and Carr has – I, I want to know about his health, and he had that one great year, and I think it's amazing how far they fought, fell off because you think about if we were doing this 12 months ago, they were coming off that really nice year, and the only reason they were bounced early was because Carr got hurt and, and you had to play Connor Cook at quarterback, and obviously that speaks for itself in one of the worst playoff games I ever saw against the Texans that year. But, you know, what I don't know what else they have. I mean, their running backs. I mean, Lynch seemed like when he signed there that that was just one of those flashy moves because of a name that's not actually going to help you. Gruden has alienated. I mean, if you alienate the best player in your team in Khalil Mack to the point where you have to trade him, I don't care what you get back as a haul because, as you said, and I mentioned before, there is no equal value to him no matter how many first rounders and they didn't you get have a because choice there's no because guarantee Gruden came out and said that he hadn't even spoken to Khalil right Mack. again one of those questionable things and and you know if you're you don't know how you're going to use those first round picks as you said I mean Gruden has mentioned that they haven't used those first round picks very well you know aside from Derek Carr and, and Amari Cooper and Mac well of course and Mac I was talking after him but mm-hmm. you know They've struggled with the draft picks, especially super recently in the last two years. So I don't know what they're going to do. I, I have no clue. And and up and down, I have to look at the 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 skill positions. I have to look at the – I think Jordy Nelson is one of those guys who he's just going to disappear out there. You're not going to hear about him again. He doesn't have Aaron Rodgers, who you probably – I think Jordy Nelson's a very good receiver, but I think Aaron Rodgers made Aaron him. Rogers, yep. Yeah. So, yeah, man. I mean, they're not better than the Chargers. They're not better than the Broncos, and they're not better than the Chiefs. They're going to struggle to score some points, and I don't think their defense that their defense is going to take a hit with Cleo Mack out. Because think of what he did. Now all these other guys are going to have the pressure on them. They're not going to have the secondary can't sit back and ball hawk because there's not going to be as much pressure on the quarterback. Yep, they're going to be tested big time in coverage. I think the thing that's also looming is that. You know, John Gruden just signed a massive deal for four or five years, I believe. He may just sit this one out, take a year off and get an early draft pick, and then, you know, try and rebuild a team around himself after getting all of those picks from the Bears as well. Yeah, it's hard, dude, because this is a team that when they were winning, you you looked at was going to be that next good team. I mean, especially when the Broncos didn't have a quarterback. This is the time for them to start the rebuild, though, because you're moving to Vegas. They're going to be reinvigorated down there in Vegas. People are going to show up, even if they're not great. Give Gruden a couple years to do whatever the fuck he's doing. Well, they have to with what the contract they gave. Exactly. Him. So you it's know like the a- guy's got a lot of security. It's not like he's coaching for his life. It's the exact opposite. So I mean, so much I, to the point where he could probably hold them hostage. Exactly. Really. Yeah. I I think that you know. I wouldn't be surprised if they were one of the worst teams in the league this year and they end up drafting in the top couple. Well, I think they're going to be one of the worst teams in the league because I think that they're going to get feasted on by a lot of the teams in their own division. I I, I mean, the black hole is, is going to be that this year. And, and it was it's crazy because you really thought that they were going to be making that step. They got a lot of national TV games last year for the first time in a while, and they were so underwhelming watching them play. Lo- losing the games like the Redskins, I can pick that one out. Uh, losing to a cowboy team that didn't have that didn't have Elliott and basically anybody else, 
I don't know, man, but they took a giant step back. And who knows? Maybe we're maybe we're wrong and they surprise us, but I don't see it. Not at all, man. All right, so to wrap it up with that, we'll go AFC West. We were in lockstep again. We and you are on the same page a majority of this uh, both podcasts. So number one, the Los That's Angeles the Chargers. Bro. Absolutely. Number two, Kansas City Chiefs. Number three, Denver Broncos. And down in the basement at number four, the Oakland Raiders. Soon to be LA Raiders. Uh, LV Raiders. Um, all right, so why don't we so move weird. on to the, why don't we move on to the playoffs? Okay, um, you want to go first? Yeah, why not? Um, so obviously, I think the Patriots are going to be the first seed, and they're going to get their home. They're you know they're going to get their first round by, and and it's going to go through New England again. I mean, that division we spoke to, man, that division's not good, and they're going to win so many games purely just off of that, and they'll hit their groove mid season, and you know they're going to finish up with thirteen wins again, probably just like they always do. Um, number two, I'm looking at the Chargers. I think the Chargers are going to have a great year. Uh, I really like them a lot. Um, number three, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh once again, kind of as a division thing. Um, I think that they're going to separate themselves from the Ravens, particularly from the Bengals and Browns, just because they're going to score so many points. I like the Texans as the four seed winning that South. Um, and then I got the Jaguars taking that first wild card. I know that we are, that was really the big thing that we've disagreed on, but I don't think they're nearly as good as they were last year. They're not even going to win the division in my opinion, but I still think fundamentally they're a good enough team where they'll steal a wild card. And two, I'm going with the Broncos as the other wild card team. Okay, um, all I right. Think a Case few Keenum disagreements will be okay, there. Thankfully, but, you know, yeah. we're not the completely the same person. Um, <laughs> all right. So number one, I got the Pats. I think between the division being so weak and just the Pats being able to roll over most of their teams, they're going to walk to, you know, 11, 12 wins. Number two, I got the Chargers as well. Um, number three, I got the Steelers. Number four, I got Houston. Where we start to differ, number five, I got the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. And number six, I got the Tennessee Titans. Hey. I think so that you are I taking another AFC South team. Year. Yes, I think that they're going to be a lot better this year. I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. That team is a solid team, and I think with better co- head coaching, I think they're going to be really good. Um, moving on from that, why don't we recap our NFC picks before we go into our Super Bowl picks? So, um we picked. I picked the New Orleans Saints to go to the Super Bowl. I picked the Minnesota Vikings. All right, and then for the awards, I picked Rodgers as MVP offensively. Defensively, I picked Don- Donald. God damn it! <laughs> uh, rookie of the year offensively, I You'll picked Shaquan Barkley, and then Roquan Smith. Yep, and I went Kirk Cousins with my outside-the-box idea of winning the MVP offensively. Khalil Mack, the newly acquired Khalil Mack for Chicago. Uh, Saquon Barkley winning the NFC, uh, NFC uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year. And Roquan Smith, in addition to you, taking home that Defensive Rookie of the Year. All right, so why don't we go with some uh, individual awards for the AFC? Why don't you lead us off? Sure. I'm going to Sean Watson winning that <laughs> winning that MVP, dude. I think drinking he's going to have. I have been drinking his Kool Aid forever, man. Ugh. Yeah, yeah just weird. relax. <laughs> <laughs> just relax. He's fucking good, man. He's so good. Um, I I really thought that you know at Clemson he separated himself as the best quarterback oh, in the, yeah. in the country. Winner. How how he could have beaten Bama twice, should have beaten Bama twice in championship games. Yeah, man, he's freaking good. And what he did last year for uh, for Houston, you know, being passed up in the draft and, and then doing what he did, I think that, you know, by them winning the division, yeah, he's going to uh, he, he's gonna take home the, that hardware. I think he's going to have just a ridiculous season. 
All right, so for mine, and this is going to coincide with a lot of things, I think the Chargers are going to have a great year. AFC offensive MVP is Phillip Rivers, believe it or not. Hi, all right. All right, so then the defensive MVP, um, I think I think the Chargers are just going to have an absolutely crazy year. I'm, I'm all in on them. Joey Bosa. All right, I see the resurgence of Von Miller. Okay. So I'm taking him. I'm taking him. All right, offensive rookie of the year. This one's just playing, playing, pulling my heartstrings a little bit here. I'm going Sam Darnold. I think if he can lead a team, if the Jets can win eight games, if the Jets can go eight and eight, and Sam Darnold plays well enough to lead them to that, I think that he's going to win offensive rookie of the year. All right, I'm going to get this out of the way right now. If you're going to make any comment about me saying Deshaun Watson, we're going to go down a rabbit hole with talking to you about Sam Darnold. But- uh, you just said you were <laughs> drinking his Kool-Aid, and it was weird and nasty <laughs> after that. I just feel uncomfortable. Yeah, because you haven't said anything about <laughs> Darnold. Um, but, yeah, so uh, <laughs> off the mic stuff, too. Um, no, I'm going actually Sony Michel. I think he's going to have a really good year in New England because they're going to find a, a system. A little dinged up to start the year. I but know, but I think, know. I think they're going to find a system that really works for him. And I think he's going to, because of what he was able to do at Georgia, being a, a wide receiver kind of guy, really running in between the tackles, showing that toughness. People forget, you know, Nick Chubb was really the Georgia running back. Sony Michelle kind of burst up upon the scene, you know, middle of the season last year and, and turned that and turned himself into a first round pick, a second round pick. Um, I, I like him. I, I really do. And I think the Patriots are going to find, find him to be very valuable to the point where he'll take home the rookie of the year. On a Our, good team. And then the final defensive rookie of the year, I think we're pretty much in lockstep on this one. We're going to go Chubb. Yeah, Bradley Denver. Chubb, that Bradley. is. Yep, yep, yep. not Nick he's, Bradley. Yeah, he's freaking good. Yeah, and and once again, you know, I, I had— I think him and Von Miller are just going to open it up for the two of each other. Agreed. And, and you know, when, when I was talking about the NFC, you know, I had Cleo Mack winning the MVP because I think of the, the value he's going to have on that defense. And as a product, you know, Roquan Smith is going to be better. And I, I feel the same way in the AFC. I think Von Miller is going to be even better just turn back the clock a few years because of how good Bradley Chubb is going to be helping him out on that line. Denver's going to put a lot of pressure on quarterbacks. All right, so before we jump into our Super Bowl picks, um, I want to do something a little bit fun. We'll go with the worst four teams in the league. <laughs> cool. Um, so I will rank them worst to the four, you know, number four. So Tampa Bay Bucks are number one for me. Two Buffalo Bills. I think they're going to be neck and neck for that number one overall pick. Um, and then I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals at number three. And then four, I'm going to go a combination of the Browns, the Colts, and the Raiders. Don't know which one of those guys are coming going to come out of it, but I guess I shouldn't be a bitch and make a pick, and I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I don't know how you don't go with the Browns somewhere in that just because they have sucked for so long. Um, I would have loved to say... I would have loved to put the Redskins somewhere in there, but I think Alex Smith is too good to the point where they won't be one of the worst four. And that's but why I think I would pull the Colts out. I just said that, but I think I would pull the Colts out because Luck's going to definitely win them a few games. Yeah. I think the Browns, until further notice, are always a team that you're looking at to draft number one. I'll put them there. Okay. Um, I think the Bills are next. Uh, the Bills are not going to be good, especially if Josh Allen doesn't work out for them. They have nowhere to go, and maybe after one year they're looking at whoever comes out this year um, to pick. Number three, I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't see them having any kind of success this year at all. Particularly, they're going to be the punching bag for all three of those really good teams in their own division. I could see them going 0-6 in division. So, obviously, that speaks for itself. And last, I'm going to, put, I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals as well. If you, you hope that 
Rosen emerges at some point in the season and shows maybe some of the same flashes as, as we spoke to last podcast that Jimmy G did this year for San Francisco, last year for San Francisco. But that's not going to be a good team. And poor Larry Fitzgerald, man. I mean, as, as he has had a couple of those smoke smoke mirrors, you know, seasons where they've been in the Super Bowl, almost won a Super Bowl, been in an NFC Championship, but. Yeah, I mean, that team consistently is not good, and, and they're not going to be good again this year. So I would go Browns as the worst, Bills as the second, uh, Tampa Bay as the third, and then Arizona as the four. All right, so we kind of buried the lead here, but we'll move on to the end of our playoffs and uh, picking the Super Bowl and then picking the the eventual Super Bowl champions of 2019. All right, so AFC, hit me. So, NFC, just to recap one more time, I went with the New Orleans Saints. You went with the Minnesota Vikings. AFC, I'm going with the Chargers. I think Rivers is going to have a lot of momentum this year. I think he's going to be rolling, and that defense is going to be hot. If they can stay healthy this year, I think that that team is going to roll. I think they're going to beat the Patriots in Foxborough to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, see, that's where you lose me. I have the exact same matchup in the AFC Championship game, one that you know they have played each other several times in some meaningful, in some big-time playoff games. If that game's in Foxborough, I do not see the Patriots losing. And that's the thing. If, if, if somehow the Chargers can run through a season and or maybe the Patriots aren't as good as we believe and they only win 10 games or so where they're not guaranteed home field throughout, if that game's in L.A., in that soccer stadium that they're playing in, maybe the Chargers push their way through. Patriots are a little more vulnerable on the road. If that game's in Foxborough, it might be close. They might have one of those heart attack games like they did last year with Jacksonville. I, I, Belichick and Brady in New England. The one thing I going will back. say is Tom Brady's kryptonite is pressure. And, you know, they, they put pressure on him last year in Jacksonville. The Chargers would put pressure on him this year. Yeah, and Rivers and there is could, a big time difference those between Phillip Rivers yep. and Blake Bortles. And Agreed. that's why I'm going with the Chargers to the Super Bowl. I like Bowl. your outside. You know what? And it's not that outside the box because we both have them in that AFC Championship game. But picking somebody other than New England is always tough to do. Yep. I don't have the balls to do it, apparently. <laughs> but I'm probably going to be wrong. But, you know, I'm really high on the Chargers this year. I think, barring injury, they're going to go to the Super Bowl. So your Super Bowl matchup is the New England Patriots against the Minnesota Vikings. Mine is the New Orleans Saints against the San Diego Chargers. Los Angeles. Whatever. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't you whatever. Um, all right. So I'll go ahead and pick my Super Bowl champion first. I'm going to go with the New Orleans Saints. I think this team's got it rolling. I think Drew Brees is going to end his career on a high note. Gets number Teddy two. Bridgewater will step up. Uh, Sean Payton, you know, he's just going to keep the ball rolling with Teddy Bridgewater and a great team next year. But I think they are going to win the Super Bowl this year. New Orleans Saints are my 2018-19 Super Bowl champs. How about you, buddy? Yeah, man. So I am not going to go out on a limb, but I'll tell you a little reasons behind it. I'm going with the Patriots. Oh, fuck you. To be- <laughs> oh, yes. I'm going with the Patriots to beat the Vikings in a very tight game. Um, the Vikings have never won a Super Bowl. I think that trend continues. But I think this is the last year of the Patriots as we know them. And 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 I there has been a lot of turmoil. There's been a lot of drama that I know none of them want. Brady can only do this for so much longer. He's going to put everything he has into this season and they're going to end their dynasty on a high note. I see after they raise one more Lombardi, Brady calls it a career. Belichick leaves New England. Before you know it, it's all over. Um, but I think, you know, everything, the momentum has been building towards that. 
over the last few years, especially with some of the reports. I think the Vikings are really good. I do believe Kirk Cousins could be a winner. Um, but I think the Patriots will take that final Super Bowl for the for, for Brady Belichick combo called it called a time. All right, man. Well, that pretty much wraps it up for our uh, NFL preview. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I definitely had a lot of fun doing it. Follow us on Twitter, at Sorry Sports. Follow us on Instagram, Sorry underscore Sports. Always check out the website, SorrySports.com. We're going to keep the ball rolling with a Thursday pod this week. Um, do the rest of the sports. College yeah, football, Thursday we're going to hit college football week one. We're going to hit baseball, the state of, you know, now we're in September. Um, at that point, the Yankees will have finished up a, a critical series with Oakland um, and just cover, you know, the first first weekend, a week from a week, uh, under a week now is, is the first Sunday of football. Absolutely. We are actually going to be recording during the first game of the season, most likely on Thursday night, which you have the Philadelphia Eagles playing Falcons. the Falcons, which is going to be a really fun game. We're going to do something fun at the end. We're going to have a couple picks. We'll go over all that during it. But uh, everybody enjoy your week, the rest of it, and uh, we'll talk to you on Thursday. Have a good one. Absolutely.